Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Uh, it's a little bit tenuous. Mm. Yeah, there's a little bit of tenuousness because my rig. Oh. My my podcasting rig. I think I'm getting it though. Hmm. I think I'm getting the tenuosity out of it. You sound you sound tremendous. Oh, th- thank you. You do. Boy, that that feels good when someone says you sound tremendous. Well, you sound like you might be inside of like a uh, a costly shag rug. You're, you're very well buffeted. You uh, you sound mm-hmm. good. You, sometimes when you're at uh, at your Venice Beach location, it's a little echoey. Yeah. In this case, it sounds like you're inside of like a really expensive cardboard box. It sounds good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you doing something different? You know what? Every week is different mm. because <laughs> because I feel yet, like so much the same and yet somehow different. Yeah, you know, here I am talking to my podcast pal, TM, <laughs> and, um, you know, I feel like every week we sh- we shuck off a certain amount of skin flakes. Mm-hmm, dander. Right? Things inside of us die and are replaced by other things. Mm, Hakuna Matata. Stuff cycles around, it goes in, it comes out. And so why why should I be podcasting from the same location, same fashion every week? Hmm. I'm barely the same person I was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. The, right? you, the you that you were two weeks ago is like uh, in your air conditioning filter at this point. Exactly. Fingernails grow. Fingernails get bitten off. Mm-hmm. They grow again. To everything, turn, turn, turn. That's right. My eyelashes go out into my mouth somehow, and then mm. I, you know, and so I try to keep it, you know, I could try to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. I try to keep it new. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go live I'm, with my uncle and auntie in Bel Air. Uh, oh, sure, sure. My parents had gone on a vacation. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, I don't like to ask, you know, questions. Uh, about things. Duke boys. Flash. Flash was kind of the cousin Oliver of that show. They brought him he, in late uh, to kind of freshen things the, up. He was the scrappy do. Oh. And I don't want a scrappy do, you know? Oh, but he was so cute. I don't want a scrappy do. He was, he was better than most. Yeah. He was better than having some little kid with big, big glasses on the show. Robbie Wrist. Robbie Wrist. Robbie, I think his name was Robbie Wrist, uh, without a W. Oh, I was gonna say Robbie Wrist. That is a good. That's a good punk rock name. It's a good punk rock name. It's a good thing to call somebody that you get that you catch masturbating. Oh, look at him! It's Robbie. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Thank you. All right, What's that'll up, do. Robbie Wrist. Robbie Wrist. <laughs> now, would the would you put a W in front of Robbie? Robbie, W R I S T. I think I just put a hat on a hat. So if you Google uh, Robbie Wrist, oh, see, I think he suffers from the same face hair malady that I have. Let's see here, Robbie Wrist. Yeah, see, I so think, are you talking about the one that came on to Hot, ha- Happy Days? Oh, uh, after Chachi. Uh, what, there was some. There was some kid that was. Did the uh, Fawns adopt a kid? Uh, Robbie Wrist without a W, huh? Yeah. Uh well what who was the who was the one the kid with the with the glasses that was incongruous 
given that, yeah, there he is. And he was on which show? He was on, uh, if memory serves, uh, I believe he was on the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch, right. And he's like a little, he looks exactly like John Denver, who was very popular on the charts. Oh, that's a really good point. And he had that uh, that uh, ubiquitous 70s haircut. Which I had. You had the uh, the helmet? You had the... Uh the 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 what's his name Tweaky what's his name yeah. Tweaky Spinner what's his name <laughs> Tweaky and uh, Doctor Theophilus that I remember bitty, 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 bitty. Um, uh, no okay. I, yeah, that, yeah. I always call that the mom the haircut that your mom gives you oh the mom cut yes and uh, there were lots of uh, now Mason Reese I don't think he had that haircut but but okay so okay born nineteen sixty four he's fifty two years old so you know the show you know you start out in a certain place and then you go to a different place. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the show by the, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like in uh, Raising Arizona, you know, like gotta get, uh, gotta get some new baby cause these aren't, you know, as huggable anymore. You need somebody right. cute. So you add a Robbie wrist, you add a, uh, you add a, uh, like the little girl and all in the family. Yep. Yep. But I yep, think that, yep, the, yep. you know, they I've actually here on the first page of Google, the uh, cousin Oliver, oh, they're calling it cousin Oliver syndrome. I guess they're saying they're applying to Robbie wrist always being, I think he is the widely regarded as the canonical example of, of the scrappy do right. problem did uh did mason reese was he the my baloney has a first name it's m-a-y-e-r he was the borgesmord kid oh borgesmord board oh i love to eat it every day mason reese. you ask me why i'll say oh mason Oscar reese look at go google mason reese oh I, I i just did already he yeah. uh, he looks like that <laughs> easy uh, easy <laughs> for somebody who gets mistaken for Bruce Valanche, you better be pretty goddamn careful. <laughs> you know, it's sort of there like Mason Reese quality. minus Bruce Valanche equals you. Uh, no. <laughs> it's the single thing in the entire world that gets under your skin, and it still kills no, me. There's no. There's no. <laughs> oh, Rodney um, Allen Rippy. I forgot about Rodney Allen Rippy. I always mistake the girl that came on to All in the Family and then went into the spinoff, Archie's Place. Yes, Danielle. Uh, I always mistake her for the girl in Goodbye Girl. Good. Uh, you know, That's it's a movie I still haven't seen. Oh, come on. I, got, I know, I know. You know, I'm putting it on the list. Come on, go home and watch it right now. I will. It's, it's where Richard Dreyfus won his Academy Award. Do good, You're Duke, Duke boys. David Turkey. Gates. David Gates. You don't hear from him anymore. Oh, Paul Benedict. Bentley was in that movie. Quinn Cummings. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quinn Cummings. Paul Benedict does... It's really a star turn. He should have won an Academy He's awfully Award. good. He really is. It's a shame that people mainly know him from uh, from the Jeffersons. I mean, he was great on the Jeffersons, for sure. But yeah. uh, he's very, very funny. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just he, this guy, this twisted old fruit. I'm just, he, as yeah, God, he, I'm just as God he, made me, sir. He walks away with spinal taps. Just as, just Those as glasses. Those glasses are funny. Just as God hmm. made me. I say, it, I say it at least once a week. Oh, I say it all the time. Yeah. I have two, yeah. I have two pretty stock responses to uh, a random backhanded compliment on Twitter. Mm-hmm. One is, I'm just as God made me, sir. And the other one is a line from uh, a Smith song. Right. I, I, I simply say... Uh, Some girls' mothers are bigger than close, other girls' mothers? Same record. I say, that's nothing. You should hear me play piano. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. I said, I know you, and you cannot sing. I said, that's nothing. You should hear me play piano. Now, funny enough, you and I quoted the first... My melodies have two notes. I'm singing the third, singing the third. Larble, 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 larble. Yeah, uh, we uh, just cited the first and last track 
on uh, the 1986 album The Queen is Dead. 1986, by which point in time the tide had turned. That was their best record. We were on to something else by then. Yeah, it has a valedictory kind of, uh, is that the word I'm looking for? It has a, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, they did the, what they do after that? They did Rank, uh, Mm -hmm. but no, that was, that's, see, now Meet is Murder, I don't think that's that strong of a record. It's got Headmaster Ritual, one of the great songs. (laughs) Agreed that it is not that strong of a record. Okay, so see, (laughs) there's cheese upon which we can all agree. Yeah, we can agree upon the cheese that uh, the Smiths are not very good. You can't prove a negative. You can't land on a fraction. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on fractions over here at the house. You're kidding already? Well, this is the problem. She just had a she's had a birthday not too long ago. Yeah, she did. And uh, I feel like it's creepy on... to say happy birthday to people for their kids. It's weird, but it was on my calendar. So you mm-hmm. know, belated happy birthday. I don't want to be a creep. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I was aware no, of it. I, I meditated upon it. I went, holy God, how is John's child that yes. old? Did you say come Quatacama or whatever? Come Quatacama? Hmm? Hmm? Say, say what? Could you call me? Becca de Boopa? We had a birthday, and uh, you know, and I said to her, uh, would you like to go to the museum or to the zoo or to a, a wide open park? And she said, no, I would like to go to the Family Fun Center, which is a place here in Seattle that is kind of like being inside a pachinko game. Oh, no. Is it like a, a Charles E. Cheese? It's, it's worse. It's, is it like it's a Dave, Dave, Dave's and Buster's? It's like the airport at in Reno. No. Uh, for kids. It no. teaches them how to use slot machines. It teaches them It's how like an overstimulation to... center. It's just like ding 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 ding. You know what? It gets me But there are also rides, like inside rides, things that you know, those things that take you up high and then drop you down. But it's all inside a giant barn. Okay, okay. And there's a pizza parlor, and if you and when you're playing these arcade games, it it rewards you in tickets, and then you take the tickets over to a counter and you buy a rubber fish or something. Yeah, you beat a rubber fish, and then outdoor. Outdoors, there's uh, miniature golf. There's some big, big rides, mm. and then gas-powered go karts. Oh my goodness! And um, so she wanted to go. I was like, I really don't want to. You know, like we're trying to be, we're trying to be good parents. We're trying to present ourselves as parents that read, that read you stories at night about the, you know, the Jewish diaspora. Yes. We're not trying to be parents that are like we're having a birthday party at. You know, at at the Reno airport, and so all of the moms and dads who go to our sort of uppity, you don't uh, want to take them places where there's a surpassing number of people vaping. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, uh, her birthday party is at a now a venue where there are police officers stationed. Well, you know. Well, I will come they're back not, to this, not, but there's there's the, the rumor was that there there are rashes of fights that happen at Charles E. Cheese's. Yeah, There's been some research fights. that doesn't exactly prove that, but these family fun centers are not always fun for the family, let alone for it, the center. Boy, I'll say. All but kinds she, of reasons do they serve alcohol at the family fun center. At this family fun center, I do not know. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I'm but not she didn't notice market. any, uh, any uh, too much adult grab ass going on. Oh, plenty. Plenty hmm. of adult grab ass. I mean, there, there are cops not only parked out front with their, like, gang cars, their blacked out gang cars. Hmm. 
but they're like cops just leaning against the wall in there. They're just like hanging out by Miss Pac-Man, making sure there's no monkey business going on. Just hanging out, yeah. And Miss Pac-Man, you know, there was no such thing. No, this was all like throw the ball into the hoop, win a win a plastic football, Ew, yuck. Uh, and a pizza parlor where they served pitchers of different fluorescent colored juice, Ugh. you know, like drank, basically, like green drank, right. yellow drank, purple drank. <laughs> and, In case you want to get get uh, screwed up or, or crunk down. Yeah. So for months, every time her birthday would come up, which it came up all the time yeah. because, you know, it's a major Miles, the major thing on her horizon. It competes right? with Chris, Christmas in terms of the looking forward to and how this will be different this next time. Exactly. This comes and up I'm a like, lot. So, birthday's coming up here. So, what did we say? We were in our house, it's like the day of my daughter's wedding. Uh, it, it really is. It's, it's like the Godfather is not allowed to say no. She, this is where she tries to jam in the most over the top, nonsensical <laughs> things. She says, When it's my birthday next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, we're going to get 100,000 pallets of strawberries. And yeah, uh, I remember my senior year, uh, the Anchorage Daily News sent a, a reporter and a photographer to document our senior class all the way through the year. Uh, and so they showed up at the beginning of this, the, this, our senior year, and they picked a half a dozen seniors that they were going to follow all year long mm-hmm. and kind of document, you know, what happened. And I was one of the seniors. And one of the other seniors was sort of like the head cheerleader. And the night of our prom, senior senior ball, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I had to go to work because I was a VJ on Anchorage's local music television station, Catch-22. And so, uh, you know, the, the photographer and the reporter... One of the things they did that night was they, you know, because I'm there at the dance, and then after the dance, go to a big party. My date and I are there, you know, kiss under the mistletoe or whatever you do on a senior ball. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, sorry, I've got to go to work, which at the time seemed very baller, right? Mm-hmm. Very, like, I've got to go to work at the TV station. Sorry, got to gotta bail on your little high school party. And so there's a picture of me in the in the newspaper in my tuxedo, like clocking into my job where there was no one else. Right. I, I ran that TV station all by myself in the middle of the night. So quadruply cool, like, oh, they just handed over the TV station to this 17 year old. But the girl that was the head cheerleader, her mother on the night of the prom where she's getting dressed in some kind of thing from the top of a wedding cake, you know, like it's like Anna and Elsa, but bleached completely white, Mm -hmm. everything, right? She's getting dressed up. I don't know if she had a tiara, but almost. And her mother says to the reporters after her wedding day, tonight is the most important night of her life. So we want to make everything perfect. God. And that sentence just like just reverberated. Even, in even then, you knew that was a little bit wackadoo. It was just like, wait a minute, what? Who? How? Like the prom? No. And I don't think that God, that is I such think... a terrible. It's alongside <laughs> no. like these are the best years of your life. Like it's such <laughs> a terrible message. 
Yeah, no, they are not. No, no they're not. No, this? you need to hear the opposite. It gets better, as uh, Dan Savage says. Like, do not. Oh my God, tell them this no. Is this not. is you're in a period now that's like a terrible rounding error in your life that you will <laughs> right. eventually get over. Your senior ball. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's no. It doesn't. And then also like to compare it to the wedding. How great is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Something other, to make a well, man happy. This is your last, <laughs> last time to be on a wedding cake by yourself. The wedding, which is the most important. Item. Oh, obviously. And the thing is, I think that my uh, and and this girl who at the time was, um, you know, she was a figure of fascination to me because she was in that other world, right? She's the yeah. head cheerleader. She, this is the '80s, so her bangs went up like the cliffs of Dover, mm-hmm. up above her head, and were sprayed up. And her hair was just this phenomenal. Does she get that like that front hair muffin thing where it kind of cascades oh. over? Oh yeah, her her senior photograph, her hair is bigger than the rest of her, <sighs> and you know, and she had an even her name was a name that suggested a kind of like bubbly, vivacious, you know, go getter person, and so she was both a figure of fascination and you know, and somebody that I was like, like I stole her license plate at one. She had a personalized <sighs> license plate on her oh, car. Oh dear, and I do, stole do you remember her what, was it her plate. name? It was her name. Oh yeah. God. And I uh, and I and I put the license plate on the wall of my room in a place of pride. And mm. she would she would come to me with her like gang of seven girls and say, "I want my license plate back. I know you have it." And I would stand there in my like smug tortoise shell glasses, uh, <laughs> proto assholishness, and be like, "Listen, listen, I don't. You've got the wrong information." She's like, "I know you have my license plate on the wall in your room. I've heard it from multiple." Anyway, I, I eventually gave her her license plate back because... Oh, you copped to it. At the end of the year, at the end of the year, I repaid all debts. Today is a day where I repay all debts. Oh, you settle all the family's business. Slotchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so I went around, I gave, I gave a girl... <laughs> Mo Green. <laughs> I gave a girl uh, $200 <clears throat> in $1 bills, like two fat stacks... Of uh, $1 bills because I owed her, I owed her something and I was like, <laughs> and I said, you know, I, and oh, and I put it inside of a VHS cassette tape case. So this I was like, is Here, so I, weird. You put so much work into this. I got a little, I got a little present for you. And she, you know, and the thing That's is a that lot that, of money back then. Well, fuck, it was a huge amount of money, but I was settling all scores because I was, le- I was out of there. I was leaving Alaska and I wanted everybody, you know. You get your license plate back. Here's two hundred dollars mm-hmm. in a in a VHS. You know, like here's your bicycle back. I was going around. I was a terrible, terrible, terrible teenager to my peers, right? And so I had a lot of debts to repay. Yeah, I actually went over to a friend's house and like uh, sheetrock and spackled a hole that I had made in the wall of his living room. Oh my goodness! Because I had a lot of stuff to do. I had a lot of debts to repay. Wow. Every once in a while, I'll post something on the internet, some picture of me from high school, and I'll get three or four comments from people that I knew in high school that are just like, fuck you. <laughs> you were such a dick. You made my life You still miserable. suck. <laughs> you really, now that I see that picture of you, that old face of you, I remember how much I despise you. But anyway, so this girl has become a good friend of mine. She lives here in Seattle. She's incredibly Wait, there's a cheerleader? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's one of those people that turn, that that remained like really 
uh, vivacious and she's incredibly supportive. Wow. Like everybody that she knew back then, she was rooting for them. You know, that's not the outcome I was hoping for. I hate to say. Now I feel bad. Yeah, you, you thought she was going to get some kind of like comeuppance, but in fact, she like she lives uh, in Bellevue. She's. I thought she'd end know, up doing meth in a Ford Escort. No, she's a she's a she's like uh, she comes to long winters shows, and it's not her milieu, right? Like wow, her, so she's really reaching out. Yeah, her husband works at Microsoft. They live in a in a big house. They're very. They go to vacation in Arizona or whatever, but she comes and she is like. She's not only like at the show, but she's also spreading the word of how good it is to all of the people that are in our high school. It's like really delightful. Hmm. Uh, what a nice person she turned into. And I also turned into a nice person. So what do you know? Mm. Right? Like yeah. the niceness got on us somehow and can't shake it. Which, which step is the amends? Somewhere, let's see, uh, let's see, admitted a, a, I was powerless um, over alcohol and uh, and my life had become unmanageable, then mm-hmm. uh, uh, believed that a power greater than myself could restore me to step, step nine. Yeah, nine, all the way out there. You got to make a list mm-hmm. of all the people and then go around and make amends to them. Uh, step eight, you make a list of people who were harmed. Step nine, you make a direct uh, amends. Step, step ten, you don't talk about Fight Club. Direct amends where possible, except as when long- to do so would injure them yes. or others. Yes, Be- and they needed to put that in there because think about it. Some people don't want to be amended. That's right, and all the asshole, uh, all the asshole alcoholics who are nine steps into their recovery are like, you know what? I'm going to go to my fucking ex girlfriend and I'm going to make amends to her whether she likes it or not. I'm going to amend the shit out of this. <laughs> That's right. You know, this is a good excuse to go back to that place that I was permanently barred from and make amends. And they and that restraining order won't apply because I'm making amends. That's right. Like, <laughs> There's no. an asterisk on every restraining order. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> it's not how it works. Keep your, you know, keep your amends positive. You knew bro. what you were getting into when you went with me. Mm-hmm. You knew. You knew what I was like. When you went with me. When you went with me. Did you go with somebody in high school? The going with years. Yeah, did you go with somebody? I, I exclusively went with. Oh, one person? Well, no, I'm a serial monogamist. I never I dated. But basically, to me, uh, a date, in retrospect, is just an unsuccessful long-term relationship. Mm. <clears throat> I never, I mean, all, all, all every date I ever had was a shit show. But yeah. like going back to like seventh grade and being in military school and going to the cotillion with Elaine. Poor Elaine. Hello. Hello. Poor Elaine. Ugh. Did she have a bad time that night? Oh, God, yes. She was, Were you she wearing was... a sword? Were you wearing a sword no, or a sash? No, no, that's just, that's just the, uh, I think the company guide on gets a sword. I didn't get that. Okay. No, no, but I had a double-breasted navy blue suit with patches and my rank, which was a uh, seaman navigator. Seaman navigator. I might have been, uh, been a petty officer third class at that point. I moved quickly through, through, uh, through the ranks. Was this like the movie Taps? Uh, as, as discussed previously, I, I always had a lot of problems with pretty much every military school movie That's in right. terms of like some aspect that they got incredibly wrong. Because on the one hand, the school that I went to was not a strictly a punishment school. It was very costly, but it was not, it was not like the uh, goddamn military school where you send the goddamn, you know, what's his name, kid. It was, yeah. um, it, but it also was not a prep. I mean, it was a prep school. 
But it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you see yeah. these portrayed in movies, it's some combination of a place you send a bad kid, like a Donald Trump, to get straightened out, or right. it's a place or for Virginia rich kids. Military Institute. Exactly. VMI Junior. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't really either of those, but it was very, it was very military. I mean, in the sense that like, you didn't get to have any kind of fucking Tom Cruise haircut when you were there. Like you had to get your haircut and you had to like, you had to shine your shoes and you know, like the proper way you couldn't cheat. You couldn't like, you know, uh, put, uh, put, uh, what's that stuff we used to use? Shine and glow. You like couldn't fake yeah. it. You had to really shine your shoes. You had to clean your room every morning. You know, I was on drill team. So I marched even more than I needed to. So you couldn't sit up in the top floor window like Tom Cruise with an M60 machine gun and shoot at tanks until they blew you up. You can't go to the top window, I don't think, until you're at least you're an upperclassman. You know? So were there people in your school that fast-tracked into Annapolis? Um, I imagine so. I was only there for seventh grade. So oh, I, I, But no, I mean, like, like who went there? Oh, uh, I think Ashton Kutcher uh, went to my military school. Really? I think I'm on the page of... I think I'm on the page of alumni from this school. I will find out. Let's go. Let's go find out. Admiral Farragut Academy. There's one in. Um, <clears throat> there's one in uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a multi thing. And there's one in St. Petersburg. Okay, here we go. Here's a few. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Spike Mendelson from Top Chef. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the singer and songwriter guitarist Stephen Stills. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've met and performed with Stephen Stills. According to Wikipedia, internet personality Merlin Mann attended at St. Petersburg, where he was a member of Diplomacy Club. Oh, Diplomacy Club. That's all true. What oh, did, Lorenzo what? Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas, of course. Famous alum Lorenzo Lamas. Uh-huh. Uh, did you... So what happened to Elaine that night? Well, here's the uh, thing. Was she just bored, or did you spill the, the <laughs> soup on her, or what no, happened? No, I mean, it was my first... Like the closest thing to like an actual date that I had been on, I was 13 years old. And here's the thing. So, so bad. So there was this woman who was the widow of a contributor, major contributor to the school. She taught dancing lessons. And so you would go to dancing lessons in, if memory serves, it was in the building that was named after her husband. You pay $45 for nine dance lessons. You get a bunch of dorky boys over here from Admiral Farragut. And then they trucked in all of these girls from a different private school. It was a, it was a total racket. Oh. And there were dance classes. And so you, you would go in dance classes and you'd learn, you'd learn how to disco dance. You'd learn how to waltz. You know, you had to like touch a girl and dance. It was horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this culminated in, this was all like preparation. First of all, it padded this lady's uh, purse, quite ni- purse quite nicely. But then you mm-hmm. end up going to the cotillion. So the cotillion, you wear your dress blues. You know, uh, the girl's got a fancy dress and a corsage on her wrist. And Elaine was probably, uh, I got a picture here somewhere. Elaine was probably a good six inches taller than me. Uh, I don't think she liked me. And I, I think she, she really barely suffered through the whole night. She was a good sport, but like I was not a good person to be on a date with. And, and how were you paired? You ask them, you know, back in dance class usually. I see, I see. And so was she, did I, she appeal to you? Yeah, I mean, I thought she was really cute. She was like, uh, she was a tall, slender, uh, you know, Chinese American girl. And um, there was there was another girl in the class that I was desperately attracted to, but that was never going to happen. She she wore like you know white jeans and one of those little like double belts. Remember that? Oh, look? white jeans and a double belt. Remember the double belt, the loop around belt. That was, sure, that was a, of course. That was a pretty hot look in 1979. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was a little bit like, uh, yeah, it's. 
not vacation. But at Elaine, all, Elaine ended up being somewhat prototypical of my type in some ways, like yeah, a slender, awkward, bookish. <laughs> no, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It ended okay. There wasn't any like kissing or anything. There was no grab ass, right. as you say. Right. None. Yeah. Did you know the first six girls that I made it with hmm. all had red hair? And I didn't. Is that notice. an accident of history, John? Well, it. I didn't notice it until. Uh, until one day I was sitting reflecting and said, wait a minute. You're kidding. I, I have only ever been with girls with red hair. <sighs> I was like, but that's not even, that's not even, I, it wasn't like red haired girls were not who I would have identified. That's not your, that's not your wheelhouse. My type, right? At, you even like, at the you time. like a small, sturdy Jewess in combat mm. boots, if memory serves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sturdy Jewess. Uh, you know, like uh, ready to go. I like a, mm. I like a, a little Jewish uh, or a little dark-haired girl, right? She can be a you like a good size nose, like a Latin girl mm -hmm. or a uh, you know Mediterranean girl mm. or a Semitic girl. Yes, uh, ready to go, right? Ready to climb a fence, climb a fence, time. and she's got the right shoes. Yeah, and you know, and she knows her way around a pistol mm -hmm. uh, because she is a pistol, mm -hmm. as my dad would say. She's that's a that's pistol. A that's a terrific word. <laughs> she's a Boy, uh, she's a pistol. Uh, but that, that, that gal. <laughs> <laughs> but red hair. My, you know, my first girlfriend had hair like an Irish setter, hmm. and, uh, and then it was just like redheads, redheads, redheads. Is this, is this, redheads, the, this redheads. Is the doctor? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, incidentally, we, we, we stopped mentioning her name, right? Because because people do yeah, Google her. Yeah, we stopped mentioning her name. Somebody sent me an e uh, uh, email or a text one no, time. No, somebody was... sent it, sent a Twitter like a link to her bio at Princeton. No. Well, she's fine. She's you know yeah. she'll be fine. She she walks around with a retinue of security officers. That's a good idea. But she sent me a text and she said, "Do you still have the pink leopard spot tuxedo that my mother made for you out of my father's wedding suit that we wore to the junior prom?" Huh. Her mother made us matching outfits at our request. We went to a fabric store. She and I. Because this is the type of thing you do in high school in Anchorage. Go to the fabric store. Mm -hmm. And we found pink leopard spot satin there. And uh, and my date and I bought a big roll of it and took it home to her mother, who was a seamstress. And we said, we want our uh, prom outfits made out of this pink satin. And so her mother made her a strapless ball gown out of black, uh, you know, taffeta and this pink leopard spot. And then she took her her husband's wedding suit. They'd been married in like 1960. And so he had this. He was he was my size, a little bit maybe leaner than I was. But he had this black, thin, thin lapeled three button cuffed pants, you know, 1959 wedding suit. Because they were married in Oklahoma and they didn't have tuxedos there, and she put pink taffeta, pink uh, pink satin leopard spot on the lapels. She covered the buttons. She put a stripe down the side of the pants. God, that sounds atrocious. She made a a cummerbund and a bow tie and a pocket square, and I think maybe even lined the jacket with this pink pink uh, leopard spot. It she's, was she's, that gal's a pistol. What a gamer. She was a pistol. This was 1985. Mm. Like when there was there was none uh, none more black. Yeah, animal prints uh, ran amok in 1985. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and this was you know like 
somebody was making this fabric, right? So the presumption was it was going to get used somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so I get a text from my high school girlfriend saying, my son is going to junior prom. Oh, my God. And he would like to wear your suit. Mm, Turn, turn, turn. My own father's wedding suit, which was then turned into your junior prom suit, which you... She's asking me if I still have it. Not only do I still have it, I can still wear it. Oh, come and, on. You still, I, of course you still got it. You're John Roderick. Yeah, and I wore it You to, carried that through all of your moments in no, your 20s? I wore it to Sean Nelson's wedding. Wow. I wear it all the, you know, not all the time, but I would wear it to those events where it was like, you've got to come correct to this event. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, do you mean come correct like... This perhaps, perchance, did you did you expect this? No one expects the fucking pink leopard spot Inquisition. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm packaging this up. I still have it, and all its accoutrements, all of the pocket square and the and the cummerbund and so forth, and I'm sending it off to the to the northeast where this young man, the 16 year old second son, is going to wear it to his prom. Oh my god. And then he's he's going to send it back to me and then I'm I guess when my daughter is ready for her prom I'm gonna, I'm going to ask uh I'm going to ask my uh my good friend to send her dress to me. Oh my and, goodness. And it will just go and then we will die mm-hmm. but the suit and dress will continue to go from coast to coast ad infinitum. This is suddenly strangely touching. That's amazing. Yeah, we'll and, see. But the, they're sending it back to you. I think it's it's very interesting. I'm surprised she wouldn't keep it for her own collection. Well, you know, the thing is that her father actually is is dying right now. Oh, God. And I thought that he they're down in Central Oregon. I thought I would go down and visit him. Um, oh, God. But then I remembered that he despised me. Uh, okay. <laughs> the one thing that he would say to me whenever I would come over to the house, which was all the time because she was my girlfriend... I would come in and he would, he would, he had a, ch- he, you know, he had a chair like every uh, adult man in that era, right? Like that's dad's chair, right? And he'd be sitting in his chair mm-hmm. watching the McNeil Lair report. These, these kids today don't understand. Like, and he, that's dad, right. dad had a chair. And he would say, as I would walk in the entryway, I'd be kicking the snow off my boots and he would say, don't let the doorknob hit you in the ass on the way out. Mm. He'd be sitting in the chair when he said that. He'd be sitting in the chair and I would go and then I would, because it was a split level house, because every house in Anchorage is a split level house, I would just take the down. I would take the stairs down. Mm-hmm. I would. I would not take the stairs up. His mom or her mom loved me. Hmm. They had a wiener dog, and the wiener dog was terrified of wire hangers. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. That's a whole separate. Were they story. the original owner of the wiener dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wiener dog just hated wire hangers, and the and wiener so dog's owner. Do you think they were used for punishment at some point? No. No, not at all. They were, they were these were lovely people. Okay, but but uh, my uh, my girlfriend's mother was a kind of boy. She was a pistol. She really was a pistol. That gal's a pistol. And oh, but you know, she also she she sewed. She was a seamstress. She was a seamstress, but also had been a reporter before she was married. She was a journalist, but she had a devilish streak, and she loved the wiener dog. But she would also sometimes just for amusement take like four wire hangers out of the closet and just rattle them. Yeah. And yeah. her dog would, oh boy, run around, hide under the couch. It was hilarious. Lots mm. of laughs, torturing animals. Then mm-hmm. it was before we re- realized animals had feelings. I would do that. I would play a harmonica to make my dog cry. He just kind of. Oh. Oh. Dogs hate harmonicas. <laughs> it was funny. 
Oh, first, first he just turned his head like this. He'd go, hmm? He'd, he'd keep his head turned like this, and then he'd go, oh. Hee-haw, 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 hee-haw. <laughs> maybe, maybe he had the blues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sure did. Um, yeah, you know, when you're coming into your last, what may be your last days, mm. yeah, you shouldn't go burn too much of that guy's time. Yeah, just be down like, hey, how are you, John? Like, like especially, like, especially, like, don't don't start showing up like twice a day. Right. You, Remember you me? Gifts. Yeah, exactly. Want to play Canasta? But no, I assume that she'll send me the suit back because uh, because the suit in the hands of a sixteen-year-old is, you know, I was a sixteen-year-old that was fairly like already sentimental enough to know like. This is my prom suit. I am going to keep this. I'm going to wear it, but I'm mm-hmm. going to wear it. I'm not going to like, this is not a suit that I'm going to bleed in. You're not, you know not going mean? to be out popping wheelies. No, I've got suits I'm going to bleed in. Mm. This is not one of them. <laughs> and, <laughs> you've made that distinction, though. You yeah, know you're gonna, sure. You know you're going to bleed. You know you're going to have suits. And yeah. you say, this, across this line, you know, you do, you do not cross. Yeah, I have definitely taken suits that be, that over the course of a night went from a nice suit that I was wearing a suit, you know, <laughs> to being a suit that could not be recovered. Like a suit was that it no, usually blood? It could not be. It was blood and it was, you know, just like matter. matter. Let's yeah, just say yeah, yeah, just sure. matter that turned or, the organic, suit into or, organic matter. I mean, there was certainly blood on suits that could be dry cleaned out, but there were also suits that could not be saved. Yeah. Uh, but that would be, I would be very that, upsetting to people. <laughs> well, to some people, right? Well, but if you I, wore like, you know, like like just a giant brown stain on the abdomen, oh, it can yeah. be kind of disturbing. Yeah, or just or splatter, even worse. Like what? Oh, what, right. what happened? But um, but you know, I think generally when you're getting ready to go out at night, in most cases, if you're going to get blood on your suit, you have a premonition about it as you're getting dressed, hmm. right? Like. You're thinking, here's what I'm I'm going to this event tonight. Oh, you, you think you maybe you smell trouble. Yeah, you're not gonna put on a white suit, for mm-hmm. instance, if you think that maybe you're gonna get it's gonna get, you know, rough and tumble. Uh so you put on a suit that you're like, you know what, if this suit goes if this suit gets blown up, yeah. Eh. But I don't know her son well enough to know if he feels that way. And so him retaining the suit in through the rest of his teen years he might wear it to some college fraternity party mm-hmm. and get blood on the suit. And that's, you know, like, uh, that's not a thing that I'm prepared to risk. But if he wears it to his prom, it remains a, a, a suit of fascination to him. Mm-hmm. I will keep the suit, again, meticulously. And then when he is in middle age, if he's like, hey, my... My former bandmate is getting married. I need a suit for the wedding. Can I have the suit? Yeah. Then, of course, I will transfer ownership of the suit to him. Because you you, Cause it, you sense that he would he would understand. You know, yeah. Don't don't bleed in this. It will also be his prom suit as well as mine, Ugh. and it's his grandfather's wedding suit. Mm-hmm. And it passed through this this crazy. It passed through this crazy story on its way to him. But I need to see a little bit of sign that this kid's got the got the maturity to handle that story because that's a fucking head story you know yeah not not every kid is ready for a uh little leopard skin uh prom suit well and not everybody's ready to inherit that story Mm-mm. no now I mean, you're, are... you're part of the legacy now 
Yeah, there are a lot of stories that you know that that you hand over to some young person and go, and now you inherit this story. You and gonna, the you young cut, person, cut, a, cut a salami with your Hanzo blade? I don't think so. No, you don't. You, you're not going to do that. Don't like spit this into is, the wind. This is the watch that your father your father carried in his anus throughout yeah. Hanoi Hilton. Yeah, yeah. You hand that watch over to some kid, mm-hmm. and the kid's like takes it to a pawn shop and gets some cash to go to. The best little whorehouse in Texas, or whatever. You leave it on the counter. You send the send a little uh, the European girl to go back and get it. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you know. And then Johnny Fontaine is going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing. It's it could have gone a lot of different. Just to ways. show I'm not a hard hearted man. She was yeah. the best piece of ass I ever had. Yeah, it's not. It's not. A, it's a chopper, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a chopper. Said's dead, baby. Uh, Emerald Farragut Academy, perhaps most notable for graduating two of the twelve men who walked on the moon. You ready for this? Alan Shepard. You're fucking kidding me. Alan Shepard. Fucking Fucking Alan Shepard. How many of these academies were there? The two. It started in New Jersey and then uh, transmogrified down into St. Pete. I think St. Pete is the only extant one at this point. You got got, uh, Alan Shepard and you got uh, Charles Duke. Uh, Mm -hmm. 1972 became the 10th person to walk on the moon as part of Apollo 16. Yeah, Chuck Duke of 16. Chuck Duke. You got uh, William Kolpaw. Who defected to the Nazis in World War II? Uh, let's see. You got Richard Mar- Marcinko, author and uh, former commanding officer of U.S. Naval Navy SEAL Team Two. SEAL Team Two, yeah. That's you a got Casper Ka- Robert Van Dien, uh, who was in uh, Starship Troopers. Okay. All right. So not actually in the military, but... but. Well, I mean, they, you know how Wikipedia works. You, you go kind of in descending order. Alan Shepard is the first famous alumni. I'm the penultimate one. The only one, would, below, me, the only one below me is philanthropist and business leader F. Chris Nelson. Philanthropist and business leader F. Chris Nelson. Now, see, he's almost... No, see, no. No, I don't know him. Uh, you got... Uh, oh, look at this. You've got animator Andy uh, Andy Lucky went there. Andy Lucky. Andy Lucky. Famous animator. Famous animator. Yeah, the rest of these I'm not so sure about. Singer and actor Eduardo Adoni. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's a singer and an actor. I, you know, I'm, I I'm, right, you, I'm right below Stephen Stills, so. If this, well, see, you're in the show business. Yeah. But if this, uh, if the, I, I asked you if this school is a pipeline to Annapolis, and I'm beginning to think, hell yes, it is. I think it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Every ship is only as good as its captain. Alan Shepard didn't like, didn't come from like, uh, like Tampa Community College. Alan, Alan Shepard, no, he no, he went to the one in New, what's the one in New Jersey? Alan Shepard hails from uh, Derry, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Derry, Derry. You he know, pa- that's he back passed from in nineteen ninety eight, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. No, I celebrated his entire catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I think uh, Derry, New Hampshire, was probably one of those towns that was named during a time when you named a town aspirationally. Okay. Like, you know, when you name a town like Gold Strike. Right. Or right. like, you know, Silver Vein, Nevada or Silver whatever. Silver Vein, sure. And, uh, and uh, uh, in New good, Hampshire good, at the time. Good, good Schools, Florida. Yeah, good school, good schools, Florida. What is that town in Florida that's called like Jubilee or? Oh yeah, or, Jub- Jubilee or no? Yeah, Jubilee is the uh, the fake community, right? Yeah, like Freaky Town, Freaky Town, Florida. Yeah, it's the places. It's like is that that Disney ish community? Yeah, 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 yeah. Disney, but maybe Christian too or Jones uh, Witness Town. Yeah, 
Jubilee. But in New Hampshire, in Dairy. New Hampshire, that was uh, that was like that was the aspirate. Like, what are we going to name our town? Well. Isn't Derry? Isn't that in uh, Ireland? Oh well, how's it spelled? D e r r y. Oh, dairy. I thought it was spelled D-A-I-R-Y. Oh, like we're going to try and attract some retiree cows. Yeah, or just like, hey, come to our town. We have milk. Butterton. Right? Butterton. Mm-hmm. Milksburg. Butterton. <laughs> it's not, you, you know, this isn't a gold rush per se. No. But cheese never goes out of style, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's true. That's the New Hampshire slogan. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. a silver vein's going to run dry. The, the load is going to run dry. They're going to call him Cheesehead. You have the old man of the cheese rock. I heard mm-hmm. he fell off. Didn't part of the old man fall off? Of The old man of cheese rock fell off? <laughs> yeah. Didn't he fall yeah. off? His eyebrows fell off. New Hampshire rock face. Rock face. Uh, New Hampshire man, rock. He's the old man of the mountain. New oh, Hampshire yeah, he rock fell off. The, man, the rock face fell record. off. He's still on the quarter, but his face huh? slid off the cliff. Say what now? Are you aware of the old man? See, I, I had a lady friend, uh, one of my serial monogamies, was with a woman from uh, Kentucky, New Hampshire. So mm-hmm. she, she she's the one who taught me about the old man on the mountain. Oh, this is really sad. Old man on the rock face and that old man is me. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, caller. Yes, uh, sorry, long-time face? listener, first-time Stoneface. Yeah. It's complicated, because, you know, you want to name something. It's like when you name a kid. It's very, very complicated stuff, because, you know, you won't, one does not really go through this in so much exactly, like so many things in life, it doesn't really happen until it happens. Yeah. Because when it happens, it really, really happens. It does. They stand there and they say, what's the name of this child? I have to write it on this piece of paper. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, this is, you know, it's the same way that the, all of the best, you know, experts on what to do with a child are people who have never... Had a child, they, yeah. they know it all. But when you got to pick said your that kids, I could name. not leave the hospital with my child until I told them the name of the child. See, that's the government. That's the government. And I said, right is that there. true? Is no, that really isn't that a, a Judaism thing too? Is that a who? A Ju- I'm sorry, I, sh- I apologize. Isn't that the uh, Semitic law? Isn't there a thing well, like you can't name it? You can't name it. You're not supposed to name a kid before it's born because that's bad. Right. That's bad Jewish luck. Right. But then but it, don't, don't you have na- to name it in a certain number of days or you got to return it? Is that how it works? You, you have to name a child before you roll a set of dice. Okay, it's like it's like a, a nominal saving throw. Yeah, right. Like you're you not roll going a 20-sided to... dreidel, and if it comes up Kentuckuk, uh, uh, you get all the guild. Yeah. Don't look out a window Mm-mm. after sunset okay. before you name the child, unless oh. you light a candle and drink a cup of milk. Okay. I think that's right in the Torah. Yep, 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 yep. It's why they don't eat shrimp. Hmm. Precisement. Precisement. <laughs> um, so, what, yeah. What, naming are, are naming any... is hard. We went around and around, and I tried to be scientific about it. And so I came up with my first pick for name was the name that I had somewhat arbitrarily decided was the best name because it's a pretty neutral name. But, best of all, it is a name from which many, many names could be derived if you have a preference over the uh, prime name. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Did I tell you this? No, but Elizabeth is the ultimate girl's name because (gasps) you can call her anything. Hey, good for me. Yeah, that was my first pick. The the name my daughter got was the second. You you can call her Beth. You could be, uh, you could be practically anything. Yeah, Beth, you can be Liz, you can be, uh, you know, my uh, cousin... Her name is Elizabeth. We call her Libby. Hmm. Oh, uh, Libby, you could be a Betty. But here's the yeah. thing, and this is the way it works when, when you have a partner. It got nixed for one reason, and it's a good 
reason. Have you ever met anybody good named Liz? Be one, honest. Be honest. One of the redheads that, she, of that, she was, she was that, a Liz. that figured in one of these earlier stories okay. that I was telling today. Uh, her name was Liz. Okay, then I'll, I'll just stipulate that maybe not all, not all Liz's, but I'm just going to say almost every Liz is bad. Also, Jonathan Colton's sister-in-law, mm-hmm. who sort of doubles as a sister wife, mm. her name is also Liz. Okay. So, not all Liz's, but I'm just not here to say... Not all Liz. Hey, listen, not all Liz's. But my uh, my lady friend, who, you know, got at least an equal vote, she technically had the... You know, she gets naming rights. Uh, yeah, you're not going to name a child over the wishes of the mother. No, no, no. Uh, okay. She had been pseudo-bullied by a Liz in her youth because most Liz's, let's be honest, most Uh-oh. Liz's are bullies. Yeah, they're a little tough. If, you, if you're going to avoid somebody at school and it's a girl because she's going to beat you up by your locker, mm. you know what I'm saying? Liz. Yeah, Liz. Yeah, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you three to one. It's a, it's a Liz. Or a Moira. Oh, you know, they're, Moira. Really, they're, they're tough Moiras. Um, I have a soft spot for Moira's, though. So, But the thing is, the name that you chose for your child is extraordinary. It's, it's, just, it's, just it's, it's a little bit on trend in a way I didn't precisely realize. Because, of course, I went to websites and I looked all these things up. And she has what I would call an old lady name. Yeah. Which are but, kind but of one invoke. of the nice ones, not like Maud or yeah, Murgatroyd or something. Yeah, Murgatroyd. Happens to Murgatroyd. Yeah. <laughs> Happens to Murgatroyd even. But then when I tell her why I like that name, like I kind of fall short. I'm like, oh, there's this, this is really good Beatles song about a horribly lonely woman, and oh, there's you know, there's the lady in Help, you know, well, Eleanor Braun, and you know, there's Eleanor Roosevelt who kind of looked like a statue of a horse, but she was yeah, a great she, lady. She was a great lady. There are some. There are also some Eleanors in our larger circle, right? A couple of our friends named their children. Uh, we ask, yes, I share. I did not know. I did not know. Speaking of our mutual friend, I did not know that he had an Eleanor. Yeah, well, and also and his our other, other friend, Theophilus, right? Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> there's an, we have another friend uh, who is a you know who is a former um, former religious rock. Musician, what now? Now no. a secular rock musician who also has a daughter. Oh come on! Yeah. So I often get in Are situations you, wait, 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 where wait, 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 he, he, really, yeah, and she's the same age. She's exactly the same age as your two children. That's a pretty name. Yeah, it's a beautiful name. But I'm often in situations where I am socializing with one of my friends, and the daughter arrives. And the thing is, all three of these young ladies. Yours and uh, the one and then the other, mm-hmm. they're all like among my favorite people in the world, oh. right? They're all between, uh, you know, between eight and ten or whatever. You stop. And they're just, they're, you know, three of my favorite people. And so I'm often confronted with a situation where a, a young lady will walk into the room and I will say to myself, Eleanor, but can this truly be, is, uh, you know, I, I second guess whether or not. It's one of the Eleanors. Oh, right? because, sure. You're, you're reaching that age. Yeah. Well, and also because there are a couple of Madelines, including one Madeline who was named for another prominent Madeline. That's it, but also the other problem with being a Madeline, as I have learned, is uh, this is something that my uh, my friend Marco Arment, he, what does he call it? He calls it the snap to grid problem, where if you have a name that sounds like a much better known name, or if you have a name that sounds like a name that's very familiar to someone else, there's a lot of people who have names like me, like, like I'm always a Marvin or a Mel 
or something yeah, like right. that. Martin. Because I have an unusual name. Madeline, Ma- my Madeline, for, for much of her life, would get called Natalie. Really? Yeah, because yeah, but that's the snap to grid problem. You don't have this because you have a you have a canonical name. <sighs> I do. Yeah. I think your name's in the Torah. It's right, right uh, next to you, shrimp. It absolutely is. It absolutely is in the Torah. It goes all the way back. My, mm-hmm. There was God, and then there was uh, there was Adam and Eve. There was Methuselah. Methuselah. There was Shadrach, uh, Meshach, Abednego. Uh-huh. But John was like right up there, right oh, yeah. after. Between there was already Methuselah way too many Shadrach. Johns back then. It was probably really confusing. And they say, "What, what is the John of which you speak?" He says, "Is yeah. this John of the of the the guy who used to live near the burning bush?" You're like, it's no, John B. John B. The guy with the sloop. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. But I've always been John. Then, 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 he, then he took and he ate up all of my corn. That's right. That's right. I still don't know what worst, that means. Worst trip I've ever been on. The, really? Then he, then, he yeah. took, then he took and he ate up all of my corn. Yeah. Well, what does he, that mean, John? When you go out on a sloop, you get you get issued a certain amount of corn. <laughs> okay, so you got a fox, yeah, a chicken, this is, and this a slip John B of corn, and you yeah. got to cross. Now, how do you how do you do it? It's one of the things about being on a sloop, and a lot of people haven't been on a sloop, so they yeah. don't know about the corn. Yeah, get on the corn, and then you're out for you know you're out for a trip, which is what you describe how you describe going on a sloop. It's mm-hmm. called a trip. Hmm. So it depends. You could be you could have one trip, you could have two trips, you could be on a three trips three trip sloop. And, oh, okay. And the thing is you only get a certain amount of corn. So if someone else eats up all of your corn. Yeah. I mean, think about well, it. Well, I think everybody gets if you're gonna start out, it's a, it's sort of like uh, when you're learning sailing at Admiral Farragut. You know, you start out on the little puffer, you work your way up, you start on a sloop John A. Sloop John B is your sure. last chance. You go from a puffer to a sloop John A. So the poor cook, he caught the fits. Yes, he and did. And threw away all my grits. See, that's and then what he happens. Took and he ate up all of my corn. Right. Well, how do you make grits? Uh, You're from you know the what? South. I am. I'm totally from the <laughs> south. Sloop John B. Now nobody's gonna for, nobody's gonna say, oh, it's Sloop Bobby B. Or nope. Sloop. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. see. I can't even do a snap to grit on your name because it's the canonical name. Well, so John B. Let's say is it John Sloop, Bartholomew? John, is it John Barleycorn? John Barleycorn must. Uh, should he live oh. or die? I never remember. John Barleycorn. The thing about John Barleycorn is he was born old. Is that, what is that? Who is that? That's a, that's a Scott McCoy has a song about that. I think John Scott Barleycorn McCoy's, must live. Isn't he referencing a song by The Fall? I think. Oh, I th- I think there's something that goes John Barleycorn must die. I think Scott McCoy takes it and he turns it. He makes it into John Barleycorn must live. Yeah, John Barleycorn is a is a way of describing uh, sour mash. Is it, okay, it's a kind of Cockney rhyming slang. It's like a, yeah. when you want to say my wife, you say John Barleycorn. Yeah, that's right, John Barleycorn. Here yeah. she comes. The, with hey, my it, uh, my fiddles and bits. Ixnay on the on the X talk on the X sock. Here comes John Barleycorn. <laughs> the thing is, I feel in my life that I am caught between Eleanor's and Madeline's. I have Eleanor's and Madeline's on all sides. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I mistake one for the other in my own house, which I think is, you know, somewhat normal. Yep, I'm dropping yep, a lot yep. of mental bits these days, i got to be honest with you. A lot uh, of mental bits? A lot of mental bits, yeah. And, but, uh, uh, but also frequently, I'm trying to think which one happens more often, is people will refer to my daughter... As by my wife's name. Yeah. 
That happens. Well, because, yeah, right, in a way, Eleanor seems like an older name than Madeline. But, you know, here's the funny thing, though, and this is, you know, this is, this is the way this stuff goes. You, you think you're ahead of the game. You go in and you say, oh, like, show me the rankings and the Social Security charts and show me, like, you know. Right, but everybody's looking at the same list. <laughs> exactly on that right. Oh, suddenly everybody's named Latricia Chantrell, you know, yes. or, How, uh, or Jean-Luc Morel or, or so, any other kind of uh, mushroom-based name. That, that, that's a very <laughs> common thing. So, so you think now. Now, here's the funny thing. My daughter's class, 23 kids, three different Aidens. Well, now, let me ask you this. Of the 23 kids, does a single one of them have what we would have described in the 70s and 80s as a normal name? Oh, good question. Are there uh, any Pauls, Peters? So, uh, g- given our neighborhood, mm-hmm. he said archly, uh, mm-hmm. there are, I would say it's more common for a boy to have a normal name most of the girls have some kind of a wackadoo name. Yeah, I think it's more common. You still, you still, you still get it. But like some of them have like I don't want to say too much because I'm talking about other people's kids. But sure, like you have a, a sturdy Irish name for uh-huh. for this kid. Yeah, like Seamus. You actually, she goes to school with a Seamus. Yeah, uh-huh, and yeah. she has a Seamus. She has a Kian. She has she has yeah. lots of like, like Irish kids with big faces. They're, they're the best. Yeah, because their their father works at the at the fire station. That's right. And they're, they're yeah. taking all the factories down. The graduations <laughs> hang on the wall. That's right. That's right. If it, if it weren't for the nibs uh, being so good at building ships, we'd still have the... If a frog the, had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass <laughs> up. And yes, the John Barleycorn must McClark. live. Yes. Uh, but there, <laughs> there are some... I mean, I don't like... You know, this is an old bit of mine, and I've got to stop doing it, because it's like a tattoo. Like, once you've named your kid, even if it's a stupid fucking dumb name, like, that's the kid's a kid, and that's their name. And you can't make fun of a little kid. You want to make fun of the parents for, like, making a name that you have to spell. This is my main thing. And we're a little bit... You know, ours requires a little bit of spelling if you aren't familiar with the name, but it's not that hard. But a name that you like, like a Jennifer, like, or something, like a name that you, like, have to spell. Like, Robbie Wrist, Right. Like oh, a, like right. a, like a Robert Wrist with two W's. Right, right, right. Our, uh, uh, my daughter's name has a name that has three spellings. Yes, and, and so, it's got a snap to grid problem because it's very mm, close to like, for example, Dan's mm, daughter's real name. Right. Dan has renamed his daughter after a Spider-Man character, but she does have another name that's, that's very similar to yours. Yes, and also it's very confusing to people who are used to gendered names mm-hmm. uh, with a uh, with a vowel at the end with that an signifies. A or a, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, uh, so there's sometimes a, a kind of like, do you mean mm-hmm. blank instead of blank? And uh, and then you have to say like, no, it's sorry, it's a different kind of thing. It's coming from a different uh, zone. You should have named her George Sand. Well, you know, I was just sitting here thinking. First of all, yes. That's, like, that's an awesome name for a little girl. Just name her George Sand. Well, I could have named her Mick George, which is, I think, one of the great Mick names. George of, um, Mick George Bundy. Mick George, right. Mick George. Mick George or, sounds uh, a little bit like a, a little, got a little curious George vibe to it. What about Latouche? Latouche. That's, that's different from Lagrange. Now, if you had twins, Latouche and Lagrange would be adorable. What I am wondering is what's the who when was the last time you met a Meredith? Uh I have I know a Meredith. Uh she works at Genentech. She uh-huh. is the now ex uh spouse is, of a guy that is, I know. Is Genentech a genetics technical company? Bing. 
Aha. They're big. They're big. Can't get can't get one past me. Genentech. 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 What if you named it what if you named a little girl Genentech? Oh, that'd be adorable. Right, except spelt it J E A N E. Okay, you Genen- know what you, here's what you do. Here's how you really Genentech? fuck this kid up. So let, like like immensely <laughs> imagine the names Janine and Teach. Yeah. Janine and Teach, but you hyphenate it and you demand that people call her Genentech. Yeah, it's pronounced Genentech. It's from the French. <laughs> Genentech. <laughs> this is my daughter Genentech. Genentech. Uh, yeah, but then like, so you have like Bernstein, Bernstein. Yeah, sure. Right? Well, so which why is, is it? The that? Bernstein no, is that, bears is that in the, the Torah, John? Why is it such a big deal to be Steen or Stein? Why? I'm on, honest question. As they say on Twitter, honest. Honest question. Why is, that, why is that a big deal? I get it. I take that. I feel like that's more than just here's how my name is pronounced. Is there something yeah. like peculiarly Jewy about making sure it's pronounced a certain way? Like you don't want it to sound over Semitic or under Semitic? Well, this is a very, very, very good question that has never really been posed to me, even though it is. You see, something... you've seen it though, right? Well, it's 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 absolutely like why do they not put a dot on the top of USB cables that says this is the top? Sort of like the diuresis when New Yorker says coordinating, 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 coordinate, coordinate. I feel like that the knowing what I know, which is not very much, I'm yeah. going to say that the Steinstein uh, pronunciation thing is either an Austro-Hungarian versus like Prussian. Thing. Oh, I did not have that in my bracket. Good right. one. Or it is a uh, it is a coming from the east, like Russia, uh, Belarus. Oh, Ukraine it's a thing. Ukraine, Ukraine, the Ukraine thing. Uh, right, where it comes in, and then the assimilated Germanized Jews had a one way, and okay. then the. Um, or it may be, I don't think it's an Ellis Island thing. I think it, I think it's before that, but this is a great question. And I bet you one of our listeners is going to say one way or the other, something definitive. We'll hear a voice coming up from the well, actually. Yeah. Someone Uh, is going (laughs) to, someone is going to say, here's the simple explanation for this, but I've never heard it explained. And it always is a question, right? Stein or Steen comes from the German, uh, meaning stone or rock. Right. You get Stein. You also got what height is head, right? Right. Like Einheit, the the band, right? Einheit means one head. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Ditotenhosen, Ditotenhosen. Uh, which means the uh, the pantyhose of death. Okay, <laughs> you've got cat butt. Yeah, cat butt. Cat butt right. was real. You've got uh-huh. uh, what are some other ones? There's some other. Oh, you know what? You got your vice. You got vice, mm-hmm. and you got what's the other one? Uh, what's the opposite of vice? Uh, you've got um, uh, shoes, 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 shoes. You got you got shoots, shoots. Schultz. Schultz. No, but Schuch. what's uh, Weiss's white? Oh, I know this. I know this. Oh, it's killing me. What is black in German? Oh, it's uh, it's Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartz and Weiss. Schwartz and Weiss. Schwartz and Schwartz and Weiss. Steve. Yeah, <laughs> they changed it at Ellis Island. You got Wald. What's uh, Wald? Wald is forest. Oh, really? Wald. Um. So the Black Forest is the Schwarzwald. Man, German's a crazy language, but it is cool that you can mostly figure out what it means. What does Wehrmacht mean? I mean, I know, I know, like what it represents. That means the the regular German army, as they say, right? Yeah. But what, is it, um, what does the word mean? 
Well, I could mm-hmm. just look it up, I guess. Yeah, I guess mocked means... Uh, uh, makshao, makshao. Yeah, it means... Uh, make war. Oh, go. it probably it's... means make war. I bet it means make war. Ooh, ver mocked. Ver make mocked. War? I'll bet. Make, uh, may, make ver. Make ver. Makshao, makshao. Make war. I like that. If there's not a if there's not a German word for make war, I'm going to eat the hat that I'm looking at right now. Hey, which hat. Says, is that hoot? The the hat says uh, chick magnet on it. And I'm going to eat it if it, if there's not a German word for make war. There, mock. I'm sure you've been hearing about it. Have you had a chance to look at the uh, Luftwaffe? Luftwaffe air. Luft is air. Yeah, like a like a Luft balloon. It's the wafting of the air. Okay, Waffa. Waffa means I don't. I don't know what Waffa means. Luft, Lufthansa. Is Lufthansa the, uh, means is the it's the last the heist. As long as we don't get caught. Mm. Oh right. Samuel L. Jackson's the one who screwed that one up. A lot of people don't uh-huh. know he's the one that screwed that up. You know, it's called a, uh, a Royale with cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Make Paul, Paul didn't, didn't move fast. He didn't have to move fast. Uh, uh, did no. you have you had a chance? Are you, are you aware of the recently released out of translation uh, the new book uh, Blitzed? You certainly have heard about this book, yes? Uh, yeah, but I'm but I'm not aware of the uh, um, I'm not aware of the exactly. So why don't you give me the well, little? Well, it's, it's it's so it's so desperately on the nose for our program that we should probably just cut this out. I will just leave it at this. Uh, if you have the long opportunity. You should check out a book called Blitzed. It's about the use and abuse uh, systematically of drugs in the Third Reich. And then with special regard to the drugs that Hitler specifically got from his crazy personal physician. Oh, yes. And in the the short term, if you just want a shorty, I'll send you a link to a good Fresh Air interview with the author. But basically, they were giving giving the army uh, meth twice a day. And they could could fight for like a week without sleeping. Give your army... Meth twice a day. This is an adage. This is a German adage. I don't know how to say it in German. It's what Benjamin Franklin said it. You, you give, yeah, give your right. army meth twice a day. If you don't know what it's for, they will. Pre- well, yeah. Pre- you, uh, that's, do, do, pretty small. You, uh, speaking of which, you know what the French were getting? You know what they were issued? Uh, wine. Red wine. Yeah, wine and mushrooms. <laughs> and that just goes to show. <laughs> is, that, is that guy with the beard from Miami? <laughs> you're not... You're not Iron old, old and wine, wine and, mushrooms. and mushrooms. You're not going to... You're not going to uh, blitzkrieg on wine and mushrooms, if you know what I'm saying. You're not even... You're, <laughs> you're not even going to be able to defend a wall. <laughs> Zootalors. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, he, you're he, took, gonna... he took and he ate up all of my corn. The thing is, the Germans actually have a holiday, we've talked about it before, called Schützenfest, which is just shooting fest. It's just a festival where they shoot. Shoot. Yeah, it's a, it's a holiday. You get it off, you, you get it off of school. Yeah, is that a tuba-based holiday? It is there a lot of tubas? Is. There really are a lot of tuba-based holidays there, oh, and a lot oh, of beer holidays. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know, you gotta, you got to dance with the one that brung you. One of the interesting things about Germany is, of course, it was the... It was the, uh, you know, the cradle of the Reformation. And so, really, Merlin, there are two Germanys. There's Catholic Germany and there's Protestant Germany. Still. And you really... Really? Is that right? Yeah. And as you... Because, of course, there wasn't a Germany, right? There wasn't yeah, really German a Yeah, Germany is a 20th century thing, or late 19th century thing, right? Well, pretty much, let's call it a 20th century thing, because there was a Prussia right up until, you know, right up until 1920. When I was playing diplomacy at Admiral Farragut Academy. That was all, right. all broken up into different parts, World War One. Yeah, oh, Sure, Prussia, 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 Prussia. Mm-hmm. Austro-Hungary. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, so Germany is really a modern uh, conflation, but the thing is, all these little provinces and duchies and uh, margravates and uh, you know, like bishoprics, hmm. uh, they all, uh, as the Reformation went percolating through the German uh, little little pockets and little castles, basically everywhere there was a castle, there was somebody up on the top of the castle, and that person controlled a certain amount of land around them. And some had big land and some had small land. But here comes the Reformation percolating through like coffee through grounds. And this castle guy says, I believe, yes, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with these 90 plus theses. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say like uh, leaving the church behind, I'm going to have a direct connection with, uh, with my Lord and Savior. And then the castle next door says, hell no, we won't go. I say nine. Yeah, they say nicked, and uh, they stay with the with the uh, El El Popo mm-hmm. uh, in El Romo, and for a while there, of course, in uh, Avignon as yeah, we know. Yeah, Avignon, back up, back up, Pope. Yeah, on a danza, on a danza. Mm-hmm. Sur, 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 sur la, sur la ouf, sans sur, la, la mer. Right, perceive small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 okay.